Hello friends. In this week's episode, I would like to share about sin, confession and atonement. God wants us to live a holy life. We too wish to live a life without sin. However, due to our fallen nature as humans, there is a deep desire within our hearts to commit sin. We can only overcome this temptation and desire by closely associating ourselves with God through prayer and devotion. When we commit sin or trespass against God's principles, the Holy Spirit living in our heart convicts us for our sins. As a result, we feel guilt and lose inner peace whenever we sin. Hence, why God has instituted the practice of confession. The word of God says in 1 John 1:9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Therefore, confession of our sins leads to repentance. When we repent to God for our sins, he forgives us. With most of our sins, after we repent through confession, there is still an opportunity to atone for our mistake by repairing the damage we have caused. For example, if we cheat someone of their money, the Holy Spirit convicts us for our sin and we feel guilty about our transgression. We must confess to God about our act of cheating and seek his forgiveness. Once we have asked for forgiveness, there is still the opportunity to apologize and return the money to the person who was cheated. Therefore, God would like us to seek forgiveness from that person and make arrangements to pay the money back at the earliest possible. Only then, the repentance, confession and forgiveness cycle is complete. In other circumstances, however, we may not get the chance to repent to the person we sinned against. For example, a son or daughter living far away from their parents in their old days, not speaking to them or visiting them often, will feel the guilt of not honoring the parents only after they get really sick or pass away. The son or daughter will be able to seek God's forgiveness, confessing and repenting for their sins through prayer, and our loving God will forgive them. Yet, in this case, the son or daughter will not be able to repair the damages caused with their parents. Surely, this will leave a guilty conscience in their hearts forever. In such cases, we should decide to financially help or support other elderly people, those who are alone or have no children to look after them. Through these acts, we place other elders in the position of our parents. We may be able to do for someone else what we were not able to do for our parents. The Bible doesn't quote such acts as a principle for atonement of sin. Even so, this is a good practice that will bring some solace to the sinner and there is no wrong in carrying them out. Nevertheless, the sins committed are not justified because of these actions. In summary, we should be aligned with God in prayer and devotion and be open to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Once we are convicted by the Holy Spirit for our sins, we should immediately confess, repent and ask for forgiveness from God. Then, if we can do something to complete the act of forgiveness, we should, such as apologize to the person we sinned against, return the money, etc. 
Additionally, we can do some good or charity as a mark of our transformed life. God's word teaches us in Ephesians 2:8-9. It is by grace we have been saved through faith. It is the gift of God and not by our own works. Through all this, we must be absolutely clear that it is God's pure grace that provides us forgiveness for our sins. No acts of charity or merit justifies God's forgiveness. It is through his grace that we are saved.